0: You are now listening to Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast. The Battle Rap Podcast of New York and the world. Follow the show on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Stay up to date with all of the daily news of Battle Rap culture, with all of the latest stories, reports, stats, and facts. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LTBR Podcast. Last but not least, log on to Let's Talk for exclusive content and the latest merch. Enjoy the show. Tuesday morning, first day of March It is March 1st, 2022 My name is France, Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast I didn't get a chance to really give a full recap of Chrome 23 and and Resolution 2 as well, right? We had a whole weekend full of festivities and battles And um, it's a great weekend for the culture, man It's a great weekend for the culture First and foremost, I want to say salute to Remy Ma For inviting Let's Talk Battle Rap to be, you know, selective media for Chrome 23's first event, uh, I'm gonna hold on to this media pass. It's a nice little relic that I get to keep moving forward. For, uh, you know, down the line in hip hop, five, ten years from now, when they talk about Chrome 23 and they talk about the first event of it. I'll get to say I was in the building for history, and I was really excited for a very successful event. Salute to Remy Mond, salute to the entire Chrome 23 staff, because i seen them running around the entire day uh, with, like, their head cut off like chickens. They was working. They treated all of us uh, with a lot of respect, made us feel very important. Uh, It was very professional. You know, and I have a lot of feedback for the event, man. You know, I have a lot of feedback, positive, uh, some constructive. I really want to start with the technicals first of the event. You know what I mean? Because obviously I was in the building. So when you're in the building of these kind of events, you know, you you do see, right? We have the delay. We we start a little bit late, but you're in the building. You get to have a drink. You get to mingle. You get to have some, you know, you get to chill with your your buddies. It's all over the place. People that you haven't seen, people that traveled, a lot of beautiful ladies in the building, celebs, There's rappers in the building. You don't mind an hour or two delay when you're there. You have a lot of things to do within those those two hours. For the viewers at home, which is a major part of the experience as well, I need them to also feel the luxury of this experience as well. So you know, look, I, in hip hop, a lot of events don't ever start on time. So if you're if you see a flyer that says three o'clock and you're thinking three thirty for the start, like you know. That might be a little far fetched, right? But I do think in battle rap, an hour window is probably what we're anticipating in our heads. Once you go to two, two and a half hours of, of a delayed start time, it's a little, it's a little tough for the viewers at home, just because. I'll be honest, man. Battle rap fans don't really like pre long pre shows, like. They don't want these pre-shows to be over 30 minutes, to be honest. So once you make the pre-show two hours, it's, it's, you get a real restless crowd. I mean, they have no choice but to wait, but, you know, you wouldn't want to make these people wait. So uh, maybe we've been also been spoiled by sharp start times because of Twitch and caffeine. You know, that, that could be a part of things. But I will say um, two and a half hour delay, two and a half hour pre-show. I don't know if that's, that's all the way it. Also, for the pre-show, salute to the commentary, salute to Misfit and Heart holding down the commentary, and Rita. I definitely think there should always be a female battle rapper and a, and a female media member holding down the commentary. And if you have somebody that's a casual fan, somebody from High 97, somebody that's probably not within the culture doing the commentary, uh, I, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm on the contrary, actually okay with that. In my opinion, though, if you're going to have somebody to do the commentary that's not a part of the culture, like... Make sure, I guess, they get familiar with who is their commentary partner, right? If you know Misfit's going to be doing the commentary, and you have another woman from High 97 doing the commentary, make them network a week or two in advance. Make, make uh, Misfit have her do a show. That way she, you know, builds some chemistry with her, her host. Um, she gets a little bit more educated on the culture and she's able to be equipped for that moment you know what i'm saying so i i you know more preparation is better than than less so that's my feedback on the commentary team uh do want to say the the delay in between battles like all right we know there's always going to be intermissions in between battles right 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, the average intermission every battle was 45 minutes plus, right, so when you have 45 minutes in between battles, that's, it's a little tough, because even when you take away the two hour pre-show, we, we, you know, the total event ran for seven hours and 40 minutes, even when you take away the two hour pre-show, we're still almost six hours into a four battle card, like, six hours for four battles The, the math ain't math in there all the way you know what i'm saying so and normally most times when we have intermissions like they're really long because we haven't got the battles to start yet it's because the rappers aren't at the venue but in this case the rappers had an early call time and they were at the venue uh super early to get their makeup and hair done so uh i'm not really sure why the intermissions were so long but um if we can find a way to cut corners there as well, you know what I'm saying? Again, it's the first event, right? There's nothing's ever going to be flawless. But I do feel like this is part of the feedback that because I'm in the building, I didn't get a chance to experience this, these technical details, these delays, right? And I'm taking up for the voice of the consumer that is at home because in the building, you're going to have a couple hundred people. At home, you're going to have hundreds of thousands of viewers. And in fact, the people at home probably have just as much of a significance as the people in the building because they they make their fan vote on the awards at the end of the night to give these performance incentive implications to the battlers, you know what I'm saying? So th- their their voice and their feedback matters as well. So I'm just thinking about what this would have been like for me if I was home as opposed to me being in the building because I know in the building I had a blast, you know what I'm saying? But... The, the entire package of an event is the content, the product, the presentation, the delivery, the technicals, the visuals, you know what I mean, and... Um, the, 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 a lot goes into running an event and I want to be even, even in this part of my critique of Chrome 23, I still want to salute Remy Ma because she's gone through the growing pains already of what it's like to be a league owner. You know what I'm saying? She had to put all these matches together. She had matches that fell through matches. She had to book, uh, you know, closer to the start date of her event. You know, she had face-offs that were intense. <laughs> you know what I mean? She went on a relentless promo run. Everything you can imagine that a league owner has to go through, she went through. You know what I mean? So, once you start to put that pain in, uh, every single event becomes a learning experience. Every single event becomes an opportunity to get better and make adjustments. And guess what? Once you make all the adjustments from Queens Get the Money, your very next event is going to have a whole other set of adjustments that you'd even know that you have to make until you finally, you know, reach that bridge. So... You know, but um, I don't want to be too harsh on it neither, you know what I'm saying? I just do want to make sure that, uh, I guess, the people are heard, ultimately. You know what I mean? The people are heard, because I think that matters. And and this is last, This is my last bit of technical feedback. The visuals, um, I didn't have a problem with the audio when I got a chance to watch the battles back on, on YouTube. I know in the building, I know Casey's mic had a little bit of issues in the first round. She fixed it right away. It's not a problem. That always happens, right? Lavalier mics are difficult for battle rap performances, but the visuals, I think there needs to be better camera angles, man. You know what I mean? Uh, the really wide shot doesn't really capture the synergy that I would like for a battle if I'm watching it on video. And I feel like there could have been more up-close personal angles for the rappers. like Because there's times where like, whoever's on the left side of the stage, there's a separate angle for them that if their back is turned, I'm only watching them rap towards their opponent in their back. You know what I mean? Sometimes also I've seen the camera was kind of shaky sometimes. Like it, it would shake a lot or just like move quick to the left, pivot quick to the right. And I'll say this, man. as a, It's hard to come across good directors for battle rap, right? There's amazing cameramen and directors the entire world. But not everybody is equipped with the eyeballs for what a battle rap event supposed to look like. And shameless plug, I would love to say my man JB, a.k.a. the director at URL, that man can get you right. That man can get these beautiful people looking very beautifully on camera. You know what I'm saying? So shameless plug there. You know, uh, he's offered his services. He would love to assist with Chrome 23 for the near future. So I'll say more than ever, get with a director from the culture. Ultimately, the culture just wants always a hand inside of it, right? They want somebody commentating from the culture. They want somebody directing this from the culture. They 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 just want to feel like it's home, right? Because this is still very niched area it's a very niche world we're trying to expand it and in the efforts of expanding it there's people to educate there's people that don't know all the backstory all the details all the history and that's fine because if you want to expand and grow you have to you have to accept that you're going to get an audience that is ignorant to things and then this is our chance to educate them but as far as the the product and the presentation and 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 packaging it for the consumers we, we need a hand in it Straight like that. We need a hand in it, and and I'm glad because even with the media, like there were more, you know, battle rap media in the building than hip hoppy media, which is important. These are important little details to making us feel connected to the league. But you know, Remy again did a great job, and her whole team did a great job in making sure everybody felt connected. And One thing all the battlers said that really stuck out to me: Prestavia said this, Casey said this, official said this, Kator said this, Yoshi said, everybody said this, right? And and they're on record saying it too. Remy. Made them feel like one of them. Remy was a big sister to them. Remy was accessible to them. She she made them feel comfortable, and that's probably why all the battles you saw them extremely confident in their material. You saw all the ladies rebutting tonight. Like how rare is that? The first eight rounds of the night, we had five rebuttals. That's you don't even you don't even get that on some URL cards. Um, you know uh, the some of the battles weren't as competitive as I thought they would be, but there was definitely a an extreme amount of effort. You know what I'm saying? And all the battles. So um, I love the direction this is going in. Um, I love to see. I would love to see the improvements it makes along the lines. And the last thing I want to talk about, um, the crowd, right? I've seen everybody talk about the crowd at home, right? Let me say this. I look to my left. I see everybody that I see on Twitter space. I look to my right. I see everybody that I see on Twitter space. I could probably name 90% of the venue. Like, the the crowd that you see in the camera or on footage, that's the culture. There was the VIP section upstairs with the celebrities, a couple of Hot 97 staff, a couple casual fans towards the back, but the culture was mostly in attendance, right? But people saying it didn't feel like a battle rap crowd. And even in the building, there were moments where I didn't feel the full synergy or momentum of the crowd, it was almost as if we were drowned out by the minority of the people that aren't really a part of the culture in the, in the venue, as opposed to the majority of people that are in the culture. But I rest assured you, it was a battle rap crowd. The difference is, it was a battle rap crowd of elitists. It was a crowd full of rappers and media members. And while that's still a battle rap crowd, it's not equivalent or the same as a crowd full of fans that paid money to get in there you know what i mean that's it's it's not the same thing I, and i get it and and i'm honored to be a part of this close selective group but i do hope in the near future this is open to the fans and the consumers cuz the people that pay their hard-earned money to come to these events they bring a different kind of atmosphere to the energy uh they bring so they bring kind of different energy to the atmosphere with the way they want to consume react to the battles enjoy the battles i do feel like when you have rappers in the building and media members in the building, uh, to be honest, nobody wants to say it, I'll say it, rappers are more subjected to being biased than a fan, because they have relationships to cultivate, they have people that they don't like, they have things. That they have future bags aligning with rappers that they don't like in there, that they have to kind of keep afloat, you know what I'm saying? Like, a fan has way less of an obligation to be biased than a rapper, and, uh, you know, the media, I, I won't say the media is all biased, right? but we do have our favorites and we do have people that we have personal relationships with more than others. So, um, it's just not the same as a room full of fans as opposed to a room full of figures of the culture, uh, you know? So I'll, will leave the crowd situation there at that. You know what I mean? Because I, I've definitely seen some rappers in the crowd that were not fully engaged in watching all the battles. Right. And they will watch around or walk away. They're not, they're not listening. They're smoking, they're drinking, they're talking, they're distracting others. And it's just strange because, you know, when you're on that stage, you you will want that respect from your peers. But I don't feel like they were reciprocating that level of respect to their peers' performances in that moment. And then they will go turn around and recap the battle that they didn't fully watch all six rounds for. And it's just like, well, you wouldn't want a fan or a media member to recap a battle that we were distracted and not fully watching. So I'm not sure what's the difference between you doing it. You know what I mean? Respectfully. But these but these are the things that I just I have to point out. I have to call it out. I have to I, I have to be I have to address it. I have to be real about it. Let's talk about the actual product though, man. Let's talk about the battles. Yoshi and Prestavia, um Dope dope battle, you know, it started on Midnight Madness. It got picked up by the Remy card. And I, I would like to say it lived up to whatever I, it anticipated it to. I do think um, it could have been a little bit more competitive if it it, it took place where it originally started. Because Yoshi G's projection, this was this performance against Prestavia was very uh, reminiscent of her Chrissy Yamaguchi performance, where she was a headliner. You know, she she went first. Uh, she had dope material. She was layered. She had a lot of pockets, but the crowd wasn't very receptive to her. She had a really good dope round. Second dope round against Chrissy she had a really good second round against Prestavia. And at the end of the second round, all that energy of fighting through the crowd by the third round, she kind of, it kind of got to her a little bit. You know, in, in the Chrissy battle, it got to her way more. In the Prestavia battle, she kind of just fought through it and just accepted whatever, you know, she's happy with her results. And she's going to let the on-camera work speak for itself. Uh, although, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't feel like the crowd was fair to Yoshi. It doesn't make a difference, man. The only debate about that battle is if Prestavia won all three rounds or Prestavia won the first and the third. So whether you have Yoshi won the second, like it doesn't make a difference. I love the fact that Yoshi rebutted. I love the fact that Prestavia rebutted because these ladies are adding new skills, set, uh, you know, new skills to their like, to their artillery. Like that. That's important to take these risks because you have to. If you don't take these risks, Kyle, you're gonna get better. You know what I mean? For Prestavia, um, one thing I want to say, she has this, like, tunnel vision in her performances, and it's, it's incredible, because, like, she's not looking at the crowd for validation. She's not really paying attention to gun titles behind her, even though, like, you know, that it's good to have them there, but I felt like whether they were on the stage or not, I would have got the exact same level of, of Prestavia. You know, sometimes when you have somebody like Surf or Chess or Rock behind you, and, and they're, like, you know, amplifying you, it'll give you more momentum, right? Like... I'm not even saying gas. I'm just saying like that having that support does feed you some level of confidence, but Pristavia is so confident that she doesn't need any of it. Like the crowd could have not reacted and gun could have not been there. And I really felt like Pristavia would have been the exact same. So you can't even use any of those things to discredit her because she is that well-equipped. And in fact, I got the numbers here. I just want to say this on the awards. For best three rounds of the night, Prestavia came in second place to 40 bars. Body of the night, she came in second place to 40 bars. That means she surpassed Katoa, Hustle, Official. Uh, and it, me personally, I don't feel like she outperformed them. I feel like she had maybe the third or fourth best performance. But if you're telling me she's on a call with top tiers and she's having this, the arguably second to... 3rd or 4th best performance with names like Hustle Couture and 40 Bars Like you're in great trajectory you're in great company, the hype about Prestavia is a real thing you know what I'm saying, and again this is what, her 11th battle, she's so young and fresh in her career, she's only going to get better from here, she got C3 the following week, she got Liza Versa later this month I can't wait to see what Prestavia does this year it's going to be a major breakout year for her uh, KCJ an Official let's talk about that battle man, so I want to say this Salute to KCJ. There will be no KCJ slander tolerated. Uh, any of it I see uh, is going to get blocked, negated, because the woman had a torn ACL and performed on a boot. Again, the woman had a torn ACL and performed on a boot. Like, you don't just do things like that. That That's hard. That's tough. If Casey said, I can't battle, I have a torn ACL, that's more than a plausible reason to not perform. We're not going to say anything. We're not going to be like, oh, find a way to get here. No, that's that's a valid reason to not battle. And she still fought through it and gave a really good performance and and had her foot on the pedal, had some dope bars. Her and, and, and Official was a bar fest. Official was back in her element. It was good to see her come back to life. The Terror Squad bar that pulled the Rem bar. Like, she... She was in her bag. Officials back. Emergency official get back in her element. This was a great way to, you know, put her in this position to, to see things. I do have official winning the battle, but it was a great back and forth from both the Bardashians. So salute to both of them on that. Uh, let's talk about QB and 40. I think I sucked water for this one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I will not be quoting the bars from this battle because, let me say this, right? Everybody's like, uh, QB disrespect was cringy. But if you follow QB for all these years, this is who QB is. Like, this is this is what she brings to the table. And there's a, there's a home for it. The problem is, I felt she was a bit outdated. I didn't really feel like there was structure in her disrespect. I didn't really feel like there was a proper angle. Like, there was no real form of attack with what her... disrespect what like I didn't feel like there was real substance in between all of what she was doing some of the bars felt very flat you know the two on uh, uh, two on two I ain't a mathematician like the iCloud it's it's a lot of there's a lot of bars I'm just like I don't know like this isn't doing it for me and clearly at some point she did lose the crowd and when she lost the crowd she kind of just like I know y'all want her to win I know y'all want her to win so like when she kind of like lost the crowd it um it became evident, like she was saying bars. They didn't react. She's like, "What?" She's looking at DNA. Like DNA, you heard that John Stockton bar I was fire, it was a good bar. But like the slow delivery, the the pauses in between, not getting reactions, the content not really hitting. It has a shock value for its level of disrespect, but not really sticking to attacking the opponent. It, it just it, it, the the execution fell flat for QB ultimately. And for 40 Bars, I'm going to be honest, man, I felt like 40 Bars had moments in her performance where um, her writing is incredible. Her pen is magnificent. So her structure of, like, her haymakers or, or or any angle she's building up or any scheme she's building up, the writing of it is amazing. I do feel like there was a bit of a lack of base in the projection. Like, like there was moments where, like, things didn't land for 40. And not that she had the same pause or reaction like QB, but she just kept going. And when things didn't land, she just kept, she just... Just kept going, and 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 that's what you need to do when things don't land. Just just keep going. But she did have the biggest haymaker of the night, and her third round, for God's sakes, the woman out disrespected QB, and that's the difference. Because when she implemented the disrespect to QB, she had like a whole like it was real, it was extremely personal. It 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 went to a handful of bars. It became a whole angle. Like her level of disrespect was so much. More higher than QB's, even though QB did it more. And so when you take away QB's biggest attribute, like game over, game over, 40 bars wins the best three rounds awards of the night and body of the night award. So she leaves with an extra 5,000 plus 5,000 extra 10 bands. By the way, this is fan voted. I want to put that out there. This is voted by the fans. So, salute to the fans for that. We need some more fan voter performance pay incentives for the rappers. I like this. I like this, man. And uh, the last battle of the night, Hustle and Couture, they won the Battle of the Night award. I've been watching Miss Hustle in person since 2013, and I can honestly say her first two rounds were the best two rounds of Hustle I've ever seen in person. She was performing at a high level. Um, I think this is her first official battle after becoming EFB. I'm not sure in the coffee battle she was announced that she was EFB yet or not. Maybe she was, maybe, um, but I know for a fact now that she is. Right. So she kind of adapted the EFB model. She started punching way more. She uh, was performing her ass off. Was energetic. Was was commanding the crowd. Was in Couture's face. Like her first two rounds are damn near flawless. You know what I mean? And honestly, I'm just amazed that Couture's poker face is just like unfazed. Her defense is immaculate. She was just, was unbothered. It was actually interesting because normally you would expect Couture to bring a prop and Miss Hustle just to wrap all three rounds. But Miss Hustle brought the prop, <laughs> and Couture just wrapped all three rounds. Couture's schemes, her angles, and her haymakers—like she packed a lot of great material and enough to actually stand right toe to toe with everything that hustle was doing so that's probably why she ended up winning the battle because i felt like miss hustle's third round fell flat like the jewish pi and miss pack like it was cool and all that but i just didn't feel like she needed i didn't feel like she needed to bring anybody out i felt like what she was doing the first two rounds was the the, the version of hustle that i want to see when hustle says earlier in the year. I'm going for Wodey. I want to be the Wodey this year. Her first two rounds was a great showcase of it. Like, if you're rapping at that level, you're performing at that level, then, yeah, you're probably going to be a top Wodey contender doing things like that. And as far as Couture, yo, you don't know if that woman's upset, happy, sad, uh, upset, angry. Like, her face will never tell it, you know? She stood face-to-face to, face to everything Hustle was throwing at her, and when it was her turn, she was unrattled, did her thing, uh, ended up winning the fan vote, but I think the battle was super-duper-duper duper debatable. If you have Hustle winning the first two rounds, I'm not mad at you. If you have Couture winning the last two, I'm not mad at you. If you have Couture winning the second and Hustle's, and you actually like the props from Hustle's third, I, I personally didn't like it. Um, I, I think it fell flat for a lot of people as well. But if you liked it, you liked it. It is what it is, but... I'd like to give that battle a rewatch to give a, a, a full verdict, but I would edge Couture one of the two rounds that was really competitive, and I didn't really like the third, so I'm going to give Couture the third round. Uh, but still, Battle of the Night, so they both got a, an, an extra bag for it, and at least walking away with saying I had Battle of the Night at the first Remy event, like, that's a win in itself. So Sussle's off to a great start of the year, so is Couture. Looking forward to see what they do there. Uh that's my chrome 23 recap man you know what i'm saying uh hopefully take some value from some of the technical feedback some of the environmental feedback some of the product feedback i can't wait to see what the intergender car looks like i can't wait to see what the april the april card looks like for the up-and-coming ladies to potentially be on the league in the near future because i'm sure for a hundred percent fact there was a lot of ladies at home watching qb's performance (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or or maybe even Yoshi's performance. And I'm not saying, you know, I actually like Yoshi's performance. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying, as competitors, I know they saw some performances that night and said, nah, I need in. I need to be on this card. I need to be on this card. And by the way, Misfit and, and Eheart, salute to them one more time. Because goddamn, they were an awesome commentary team. If you, if you don't book them for battles, please book them again to be the commentators of the event. And that's all I got to say, man. Let's Talk Battle rap. Salute to Remy Ma. We'll be at the next Chrome event in the near future.